with another I wonder episode. if that gets annoying. Do you think, think, you think our folks like know. the drop-in? And I Maybe like it. It's gradually getting longer. <laughs> We're going to see how long it gets. Hey, y'all. Hey, everybody. How y'all doing? You, I, we hope you're doing good. We hope y'all are having a great week. We hope you're having a great week. We're also having a great week. Yeah. We do, we're literally, right before I hit this, we were just talking about how productive it's been. It feels good. It feels, it feels good to good. be productive. It feels good. It feels good. Sun's out. We're having a beautiful fall down here in central Weird. Arkansas. Lots of trees changing colors. Very pretty. Great to look at. Christopher was just talking about that the other day. I really appreciate that about him, too. Yeah. Like, that's one thing. I really just appreciate that about Christopher is he's able to, like... It's a vibe. ...take that in and be like, aren't those trees pretty? I'm like, dude. Yeah. I love that about you. That's awesome, man. All right. So, this week, we are covering the second half of Knock Down the House. Our continuation. Our continuation of last week. Last week. This is where it gets spicy. Oh, it gets spicy. So, um, we the last time we stopped, um, AOC handed um, her opponent Crowley his hind in on a platter. Well, by way it wasn't of a councilwoman. Yeah, who, by way of a councilwoman. By way he, of a councilwoman, in his stead, he could not disastrous show mistake up. on his part. Terrible mistake, my guy. Yeah, yeah. It's like previously mm. on knocked down the house. So bringing us all up to speed. So yes. so on the second part, we meet um, a newcomer, Amy uh, Valella. And I thought I thought the V might have been silent at first. I was like, how's she saying that? It's not silent. It's Valella. And she's running for Congress in Nevada's 4th District. Mm-hmm. Um, and she gains notoriety in a televised panel that of, of several congressional candidates that are running and they're it's a democratic um panel so you know they're pretty standard questions for for people running on the democratic ticket they're like raise your hand if you're pro-choice they all raise their hand raise your hand if you're here for eliminate eliminating income inequality you know they're very vanilla questions for people on the democratic ticket well Homegirl who's running the panel says, um, raise your hand if you refuse to take corporate PAC money. And nobody raises their hand except for Amy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 You really, yeah, she really set herself apart there. And I think the other cool thing about Amy, you might have been about to mention this, was that uh, she turned down a, a job as an executive at, was it like a tech company? Or, she, yeah, I can't remember what the the business was, but she just totally yeah turned it all away. Yeah, and she was working as an executive just so she could you know run put in a run for Congress and like really do something that she felt like was going to make a difference, which mm-hmm. certainly was not playing it safe. And I really have a lot of respect for that. Mm-hmm. And she has her reasons for that, and we'll get into that in a little bit down yeah. down the line. But um, she says that. Right off the bat, she's she is um, going to vote for HR six seventy six Medicare for all, um, and she's being trolled already as Marxist and socialist and um, yeah. But she she says that she is 
like the last person that should be here. You know, she's like, she's a single mom. She was a single mom and she was uh-huh. on Medicaid and food stamps. Yeah. And, um, it, but and then again, she worked, her, worked like herself it, up, up into a good job. Yeah. But it goes it back. Away. It's normal people. It is yeah. everyday people that are, that this documentary focuses on, which again, like, I don't remember exactly who said it, but someone in, in, in episode one said like, we're looking past party. Like we're not looking at this as like a Republican versus Democrat, right. Versus left thing. We want to put like actual regular people who represent the majority of the people in this country in office. Right. And, uh, you know, yeah. Right. So, um, they show Amy making phone calls. Um, oh my gosh, that would just suck so yeah, bad. That would I be... can't stand asking for money. Oh, oh my man. gosh, that would just suck so bad. Fundraising. Like if you aren't hey. supported by PAC money, yeah. Like it would just suck. It would hey, just suck so listen, bad. Uh your dad, my grandpa, Papa Bob, mm-hmm. he did that for a lot of years. I know he did. That's he was not um, easy. And he, he was did university very advancement. Like he he did fundraising. For a lot of years, a lot of years, and was really good at it. I mean, the goat. Yeah, he was really good at it. But I just, I don't know. I don't know that I would. Yeah. Well, but here's the thing: is um, he's an attorney, so yes. what he he had that skill set, and that he could say, um, "Do you see this in your future to leave this establishment in your estate plan?" You know. It, it was like charitable giving, right? That's yeah. different than can you reach into your pocket right this second and give me X amount for my campaign right this minute? That is hard. That is hard. It's a little bit, I feel, I mean, no shade to my dad who's a boss, like he a man, but, um, and no shade to his work because that takes, that's, that's a craft in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Charitable giving, you know, props to those people who do that. Yeah. But it's a whole nother ball of wax to reach in your pocket right now and take out cash and and chip yeah. in for a campaign than it is to to think long term and think well my um the money i've saved after i'm dead and gone can go to whatever that i don't mm-hmm. need anymore right yeah. right it's, it's just kind of my spin on it but um anyway so one of her oh this was awesome this was awesome i thought so um one of her staffers on Amy's team in Nevada, she started looking and, you know, because they're, they're struggling in their campaign, the, the money that they're spending, they're struggling. And, uh, her opponent is a dude named Horsford and he, or Stephen Horsford. And he most recently worked, he used to run, he used to be in Congress and then dipped out for a while, went and worked as a lobbyist. And now he's running again. Right. So he claims he's not taking money from big pharma. So, Okay, so you're not taking money Which, from Big Pharma. Where credit, is it coming from? He wasn't. What? At, he wasn't at that he, time. He wasn't. They went, you're they right. Went and checked. They were like, so where is it coming from, Stephen? Stephen, where is it coming from? So you want to fill him in? Um. Well, they looked, and uh, it was coming from somebody else yeah. who was also running for Congress at the time. It is so bananas. So bonkers. So, and who was it specifically that was running for Congress? That was giving him money. Freaking Joe Crowley. Who is running against AOC. I, wow. AOC's opponent is funding 
the opponent of the grassroots candidate in Nevada. I'm like, which what? is just why. And you think about it and you say, why would somebody from the Bronx be funding a campaign out in Nevada, a Senate campaign out in Nevada? I'll tell you why. It's because he knows that if she wins, then AOC can win. And this mm-hmm. whole grassroots thing can really catch fire and start to spread quickly throughout the country. Um, I'm like two weeks before the New York primary, old man Joe is in Virginia stuck in the deck for his fantasy team out in, in Nevada, basically. Yep. Yep. Like, this is just jacked up. This is how, like, the insider politics game works. Yes. So, I mean, that's just some bull. So, um... It's picture day, apparently. It's like class picture day for the brand new Congress in D.C. Everyone's got on their purple T-shirts, right? Mm-hmm. Like the whole brand new Congress class team. Class pictures. It was, it was a sweet moment. It was sweet. Um, but um, as soon as they get out to D.C. and do their whole team picture and all that stuff, Amy's back on the campaign trail. Um, she's doing her Cracker Barrel tour. Cracker Barrel tour in Nevada, <laughs> which I thought was very smart. She's like hitting yes. up the coffee shops and sitting yeah. down and talking to folks. Talking the the regular people who represent most of America. That's who she knows she's going to need their vote. So, right. So she's just sitting down and pressing the flesh, and um, and I think that's what it is for most people. But unfortunately, it's also money, mm-hmm. and and like purchased television ads and name yes. recognition, which costs a ton. So yeah. if you don't have that financial backing along with the time to sit in the coffee shop, it's not going to work out as well. It's not. So Amy's doing the Cracker Barrel tour. Cracker Barrel tour. That does not roll off the tongue. Like It you, doesn't. That's it does okay. not. We're the just going to say the coffee shop tour. Coffee shop tour. Coffee shop tour. And uh, our girl, um, uh, PJ, I say PJ, what was her Paula Jean? Paula I was like Jean. Pamela Jean. It was Paula Jean um, from West Virginia. She's clearing land for a campaign event. Um, and Corey from St. Louis and AOC, they're they're all on a tear. Everybody's just on a tear doing their own thing. So the next thing we see is AOC at home with her family. Um, and this is just some precious stuff. I love this part where we see her yeah, with her um her mom and her her brother and her nieces and nephews and they're all just kind of kicking it around and we see some like old school home videos and she's telling us um how she grew up and that her family kind of pooled some money um together because when she was growing up in the Bronx like the stats were that literally 50% of the high school students in the Bronx would not graduate mm-hmm. would not graduate so knowing that her parents um, and her, like, extended family. And when she says extended family, I don't think she means, like, all the cousins. Like, she means, like... Grandparents. Um, people outside parents. of her individual family. Right. They pooled their money, and they put a down payment on a tiny little house in a township, like, just north of town. And she said it's called Yorktown, which is, like, this little tiny idyllic township. And they had great public schools, and they showed, like, these little, like, holiday parades and... It just looked, you know, very Norman Rockwell, right? Yeah, but that's a good way to describe it. I didn't think about that. Did you kind of think about that? Like, or just kind of resonates with you when you're yeah. thinking back on it? That was but, a good description. But 
tons of her people were still in the Bronx. So she would like have this experience and she was getting all this education, but she was just kept making these excursions back to the Bronx. So she's kind of living in two separate worlds Mm -hmm. and she didn't ever really feel like completely at home in Yorktown and Mm -hmm. her mom cleaned houses for a living. They were a very working class family. Yeah. Her mom exchanged house cleaning with somebody else in exchange for SAT lessons for Mm -hmm. her to try to get into college, to Mm -hmm. try to get her SAT score up, which is like amazing. Like, I mean, parents are incredible, you know, parents Parents love their kids so much. You just do whatever they have to do. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's just the, it's just like the two Americas. And this is what AOC knows so well is that, and I'm sure she saw it in her little township is that some kids could just, and this is just everyday USA, some kids, their parents can just pay for it out of pocket. And some kids, Mm -hmm. um, they're never going to get it. They're never going to get SAT lessons or SAT, um, tutoring. And then some kids, um, their parents are they might get it, but it's because their parents are going to have to scrimp and save and sacrifice. Yeah. So it's just, you know, the tilted stage we're always talking about. So um, I'm sorry, y'all. My dog, I don't know what her deal we is love today. Dogs. Casey's made a couple appearances on the podcast. We're we're seeing Violet today. We're Violet hearing is Violet all today. Over me today. She's like, listen, all, all over. This is space. a. This is a dog-friendly podcast. It's a dog-friendly pod. Let's get that out there right now. She's just all up in my space today. So so AOC was super, super, super close to her dad. She said he was like knew her heart better than anybody. And he um, passed away when she was in college, and it just broke her. Um, Anyway, so so that was... Which is, again, like that's something really like... I mean, just as a human being, that's something, you know, that you should have some empathy for. I mean, she's just, for whatever reason, she's just such a polarizing figure. Yeah, I don't get um, it. And I, yeah, I think, I think watching this documentary, like, even if you don't agree with her um, on things <laughs> as far as like uh, women having the right to choose whether or not they can have abortion, whether, um, you know, like, the whole pro-life thing, gun control, really any, if there's anything you disagree with her about, like, that's cool. You're entitled to it. Um, but she gets so much hate and she's an incredible parent. Like if you look at what she's gone through to get to where she is today, um, it's nothing short of remarkable. It's very amazing. Um, she's something that I think a lot of people should aspire to be and, and aspire I for their daughters to be, even if, even if you disagree with her politically, just as a core person, like she's phenomenal. She is. She's very well spoken. She's super educated. You don't have to agree with every single issue, but no. I think I think most people, if they would just listen to her, like listen to her, I think people would agree with more than yeah. they think they would. Yeah. You know, I just think that um, the media has really taken a hard stance on AOC. Mm-hmm. You know, just depending on what station you're watching, it's going to uh, just really influence your opinion. <laughs> <on her>. <laughs> AOC's not messing around, y'all. She is not playing. She's not. She's like, um, everyone in the district just got this freaking Victoria's Secret catalog from my opponent. I thought <laughs> that was the best description. 
So Crowley yeah. is playing is paying high dollar for these glossy trifold yeah. uh, advertisements to be sent to everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty, and she's like nothing about his um strategy, nothing about anything. It's just it's name just, recognition. Yeah, and it's talking more about it's uh she pointed out like it's talking more about Trump than it is about him, right. his stances and like what he what he believes. Like it's it's literally like it, it doesn't mention any of his specific views on anything. All it mentions is like fighting for you against Donald Trump. Right. It doesn't say like if he believes in healthcare for all. It doesn't say if he believes in like I don't know. She was like, yeah, yeah. so what is he doing about it? She's like, what? She's like, this is she's like, this has no significant information. And it's got all of her points, you know, listed out. Like Mm -hmm. it's very it's very good. But you know, I think to Crowley's point, like the point of that is I think they're going on the assumption that like uh, most Americans are kind of dumb, which like I would not entirely disagree with that statement. So mm-hmm. a lot of times it's the eye candy that wins. Right. Um, and, and sometimes so I kinda, too much information. Yeah. Too much information will kinda, lose the eye uh-huh. where it's just less is yeah, more. I, I, Ah, 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 that's the name of my band on I Spotify. Know. Less is more ah, music. Go plug, stream it, everybody. Little, little shameless plug there. Okay, but anyways, yes. Um, but yeah, I kind, I kind, I agree with AOC. Um, but I understand the reasoning behind Crowley. Uh, just sending off like hot button topics, like I'm taking on Donald Trump for you, because. Honestly, that's what a lot of people on the left at that point wanted to hear. So, And he's done it for 14 years. It's worked for yeah. 14 years. Why stop now? Exactly. Well, guess what? There's a new kid at school, and she's not playing. She's on Twitter. Um, she's doing these – she's promoting these grassroots meetings in living rooms. Mm-hmm. She Okay, so she's doing this thing where she's on Twitter, and she's like, we're having a town hall tonight at this uh, high school. Meet us there. And she'll just have, like, a, a gym – filled in a high school and she's like if you want to have a a meet and greet in your living room raise your hand and they'll like 100 people raise their hands and she's like everybody write those names down she will show up in people's living rooms and just sit down and talk about issues just off the cuff which you guys that just thrills me well to me as a just a citizen of the united states i was hyped by that i was like girl yeah yeah and this morning uh, somebody asked me Like, why would you say, like, Joe Biden is better than Donald Trump? And this is going to tie in. I know this isn't going to seem like a tie I'm here. I'm here for it. And it's something like, I mean, obviously, like, he's not an asshole. Like, and he doesn't, like, he doesn't value being an asshole. That's not Mm -hmm. like, he doesn't put a lot of stock into that part of his identity, which Donald Trump does. But, like, I started thinking more about it. And, like... You know, like, I, I don't know why I thought of this, but I thought about the Sandy Hook shooting. Oh, gosh. And um, oh, gosh. You, after that happened, um, President Obama went up to the town and just spent time talking with the victim's parents. Mm-hmm. He just, he sat there and he just listened to them. And, um, you know, I thought about, 
Uh, Joe Biden does that well, too. And, and yeah, and, and that's something Joe Biden's also, like, done, like, throughout his campaign. Um, and the year that he's been elected president is just sitting and listening and, you know, I think about, um, you know, like Donald Trump, we're recording this on Veterans Day. Um, you know, there's that report where, like, after um, a service member died overseas, um, okay. his wife said Donald Trump called him by the wrong name and then wrapped the phone call up with, well, he knew what he was getting into and then mm-hmm. just talked the whole time. Didn't take the time to listen to this widow. Mm-hmm. You know, who just and called lost our service her. members losers and called our service members losers. The vet, well, yeah. he was overseas at a, at a cemetery saying, Why would anybody do that? They're just losers. Yeah, and, um, a whole bunch of things went after John McCain, like a whole, a whole bunch of things. And it's just taking the time to be empathetic and right. listen. That's the like, thing. That's admit something when you're that, wrong. That's exactly that's something that makes a great leader. And that's mm-hmm. another thing. While like I don't agree with AOC. Um, I agree with her on a lot of stuff, but not necessarily everything. Not That's everything, something right. I really appreciate um about her is taking the time to like go into people's homes, break bread, and just like sit and listen to like her potential constituents at that time mm-hmm. and like and, what they and yeah. agree to disagree. And just be, yeah, exactly. And just go, yeah, I don't I don't necessarily see it that way, but I appreciate your perspective. Exactly. Like, she's just mature about it, right? If you, if you want something refreshing, I've done this a couple times, go back and watch uh, the John McCain and Barack Obama debates. Mm. Like, if you want to, if you want to feel good yes. and like have some hope uh-huh. about human decency, go watch John McCain debate Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. Cause like, those are two guys who are friends. They respect each other. Mm-hmm. Barack Obama ended up eulogizing John McCain at his mm-hmm. funeral, despite the fact that they ran against each other mm-hmm. for president. Um, like that's something we need a whole lot more of, um, mm-hmm. in today's culture. Amen. So. Well, and also that lady who was, you know, when you cable news outlets, are just, I think, the armpit of society, honestly. <laughs> and they just try to stir up hate and fear. And that's where they make their money is by stirring up hate and fear. And uh, they were stirring up this, uh, well, the birther movement came from Donald Trump, honestly. That's where it started, was Donald Trump trying to stir up this conspiracy that that Barack Obama wasn't even a United States citizen. Yeah. And some lady at a McCain rally was saying, you know, I he's don't not trust even, him. He's a Muslim. Right. He's and not from here. He said, no, ma'am. He took no, the ma'am. mic from her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he said, no, ma'am, we're not. Barack Obama is a fine man who I just happen to disagree with on right. some things. And that was it. And like, that was it. And he shut her up. And, you know, we see so many of those goons like that lady are now the people that at Trump rallies are on stage with microphones as like listed speakers. Right. Because so, they've been given yeah. permission. And I feel like I, I don't get that. Your point is well taken. I don't get that vibe from AOC. I don't get it. She, she is firm in her stances mm-hmm. in her delivery, but she's very well spoken. She, she's, she's not, just, there's a line between she's not going to take shit from anybody, but she's also not going to like, She's not throwing punches at people. Go out She's of her way. She's not going below the belt, yes, right? Exactly. She's not calling names. There, there's She's not a line. being 
uncivilized, right? She's There's not being. Um, I mean, she has called Ted Cruz some names, but let's be honest. Everybody, Ted Cruz deserves to get called names. Um, oh, she I, did. What'd she call Ted Cruz? Oh, they, they've they've had numerous Twitter beefs over the years. Um, <laughs> but it's, I mean, it's great entertainment. I like it. I love mm. it. I'm gonna I'll have to do it, some I'll, research. I'll on give that. it a like. Maybe, okay. maybe not calling names specifically, but we are sufficiently sh- down a rabbit hole. We are so, sufficiently. My bad. My so, B. Back to life. Um, apparently, Joe Crowley doesn't follow AOC on Twitter because he thinks he's like you know doing just fine. Um, but girl shows up in the New York City Pride Parade in the parade. <laughs> She loved that. Yeah. She's like in the parade, walking with her big banner, and um, like Crowley's on the sideline, like trying to hold like a a rainbow flag. He's, he's just, there. Like, he's just looking relatively pic- uncomfortable, taking pictures with people that you can tell he doesn't want to be taking pictures with. Oh yeah, he's super and uncomfortable. Then, yeah, and, and AOC's got, like walking down the street with her like with she's the like, banner These are my people. of her What's face, like right there. Yeah. So she he's figuring out quickly at the pride parade that he in trouble Joe Crowley you in trouble so um he's there he's super uncomfortable but now he's agreeing to debate her on a local news channel and she is a little terrified by this she's like oh they either made a mistake or this is very strategically planned out and she can't determine which one so um anyway i that scene just totally cracked me up with uh, Joe Crowley standing on the sidelines of the parade being like, oh, this is awkward for him. Yeah, but, um, okay, so now we're back in Nevada. I'm with Amy. And she said, sometimes you just have to remember why you're doing what you're doing. <sighs> okay. Trigger warning. Shaylin is, was Amy's daughter. Um, she was 22 years old. When she passed away, and that was just two years prior to Amy deciding to run. Um, she showed up in the emergency room with signs of signs and symptoms of a blood clot. And apparently she asked for some tests, but because she and this is what the on-screen texts say. Now you have to take it with a grain of salt. And being mm-hmm. in the medical field, I'm always like there are two sides to every story, but I I have some I have my experience. Own. Well, I have some experience in this, too. It's what the on-screen text said. Because she didn't have insurance, they refused to run the tests she was requesting. She further had a pulmonary embolism, which was a blood clot to her lung, and then died. Um, Tragic. Very tragic. So here's my thing. Um, They didn't say this, but... Um, I wonder if they, if Shaylin is asking for specific tests because she thinks she has a blood clot, I wonder if Shaylin had sickle cell anemia, um, Interesting. which is, um, a type of, it's a clotting disease that affects African Americans, um, far more frequently than any other race. Um, which again, it's a systemic racism issue in America. I mean, just the way medicine is um, accessed and implemented. This is just another one of those factors, right? Um, and I can't know what was going on in the minds of people. A lot of times when you try to access medical care, decisions are made 
um, you know, tests are ordered or denied based on extenuating factors that have nothing to do with your insurance or anything but a doctor's decision that's out of your hands. Some doctor decided, no, I don't, I don't agree with that. I don't, I don't think that test is indicated. However, the fact that she knew that, or she was requesting a test makes me think that somehow she knew that it was needed, right? I know absolutely jack squat about medicine and the medical field. Um, So I didn't even notice that upon watching the documentary. Um, Mm -hmm. But the fact that you bring that up is is an interesting point. Mm -hmm. It's just from my, from my nursing perspective, that was just something. And she's, um, Shaylin is biracial, which um, sickle cell can occur in any race, but it does occur like far, it's far, far more common in African-Americans. So um, so it it looked like Shailene is half black. It looked like Amy's um, either partner or husband was a black man. And so um, anyway, for whatever it's worth, that is what happened. And this was the catalyst that pushed Amy into just striving for change in the way um, medical access is implemented or, or the way um, access to med- to medical care is um, made available in our country. And she was like, it's not, it should not be a commodity that's just available to the wealthy and it should not be mm-hmm. a decision of a CFO. This should be, um, available to all Americans. Like we live in the most developed country in the world and yet it's just such a hot mess. And girl, I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. We're the only developed country in the world to not have, um, universal health care we're the only developed country in the world where people go bankrupt because they might develop a non-preventative form of cancer mm-hmm. and it's like you just hear like oh we're the richest country in the world you know if you live in america you you have more than anybody else will have anywhere else in the world um and like to an extent that's true but like you go to europe or you go to australia or new zealand or Canada, and uh, you know, if you find out you have cancer, um, you don't have to take out outrageous loans to pay for the treatment, right? And you don't have to put yourself in debt to, you know, try to do something as basic as survive, right? Um, so yes, well, and then you know, I think people again, cable news and stuff, but people in America have this idea about, um, socialized medicine and what that's what that would look like but i'm on a um a worldwide um group medical group and folks around the world are like oh i'm sorry those of you who live in america it's different for y'all like and i'm like it sure is like i have good insurance and it still takes me six six months to get in to be seen by a physician yeah and that's with good yeah. insurance. The good insurance. Got and that so, good I mean, I stuff. don't even know how it, – it's just broken. It's broken in America. That's my TED Talk about that. Yep. Um, okay, so AOC um, tells us that she started waitressing during the start of the financial crisis, 2008, 2009. Her dad had just passed away. Uh, she was working at a non-for-profit, but it just wasn't cutting it. It wasn't paying the bills. And so she was worried that their family was going to lose their home. So she tried to, she just had to 
go to work, like doing, so, yeah. you know, a lot of people are like, I'm not doing that. I'm in, I'm into college. I've been to college. Well, guess what? So had she, but she <laughs> yeah. just did what she had to do to keep her family afloat. So, um, we see her at home, uh, talking herself up. She's like, I'm taking up space. I'm taking up space. She's doing those, like, um, I can't remember those SNL, like, positive affirmation talks. Um, I'm good enough and I'm smart enough. Like, it kind of made me, that's way old school. But um, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, it's way, way old school. Way old school. It's like before you were born. But, um, yeah. Uh, Anyway, she was, like, just hyping herself up um, to go on TV and debate him. And... I think she held her own, you know? Yeah. On TV, she did. She held her own. Um, so now it's primary day in West Virginia. And we're with Paula Jean. And y'all know that's not going to go well. She's going up against Joe Manchin yeah. in West Virginia. Yeah. I mean, it was just kind of a... <sighs> I don't know. In and out, nobody gets hurt. I mean, she got real hurt, but it was there wasn't much fanfare to that scene except for poor sweet Paula Jean just having her candle snuffed out very quickly. Yeah. Joe Manchin calls her. His office calls her and says, "You know, we'd like to have you up to come come to the Capitol and talk about your issues. You did you ran a good race." It was almost like he was patting yeah. her on the head a little he, bit. Yeah. I thought it was a nice gesture. He congratulated her. Well, of course. He's her a politician, Clay. He, yeah, I know that. But I, I felt like, I, I guess to me, it, it seemed genuine. And we should. He didn't have to. He didn't he have didn't, to call. He didn't have to do that. And he also did not have to invite her to Washington, D.C. Correct. To talk to him. Um, and I, I also think we should clarify too. He did talk to her himself. Like he did, per- he didn't have an assistant call her. He didn't right. have anybody else. Uh, he said, Paula Jean, like, I want to thank you for a great race. I want to you know congratulate what? You're you. Right. I, he, he went very much out of his way to tell her that he appreciated her and that he felt like she brought up some good points and that he wanted right. to expand on the platform she was running and talk about how he can work with her. He invited her to work with him. So I, I, I thought classy move on his part. It was classy move on his part. However, it was a polished political move on his part. And just sure. from my own personal experiences, I've been in that position before where folks have been like saying the polished political thing right there in the moment. And then it nothing ever comes of it because it's just what needs to be said. We're going to say yeah. what needs to be said right here in the moment. Gloss over it. Moving on. Never looking back. Never going to address it. And you could tell she was a little bit, I don't know if it was starstruck or tongue-tied or what. She got on the phone with them and it was like, oh my gosh, I'm talking to Joe Manchin on the phone. Well, and I think too, like, she probably, a lot of emotions, you know, Mm -hmm. a lot. Yeah, it was heavy. It was was a heavy moment. And then to talk to somebody of significance at that time um, who you might have a lot of negative feelings towards. Right. um, I totally well, she did. said, she said, I've been wanting to have that conversation for a long time, and I would love to come talk because there's a lot of issues we need to discuss. Uh-huh. People are dying. That was the yeah. one thing she got off. Like, yeah, it was 
People are dying up here. She's right. And so, yeah. So, um, we never, I should say, we never did. The documentary does not follow up with Paula Jean after that. So, we did not know if Senator Manchin actually did end up having that conversation Mm -hmm. with her. But, um, I, I'm, and I mean, listen, when you're, when you've been a politician for that long, everything you do and everything you say is going to sound like that, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, no matter if you mean it or not. Uh, so I'm gonna give I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm gonna say it felt it, it, it felt all right. It felt genuine. It felt all right. Yeah. It felt okay. Yeah, it did. It did. It felt it felt it was a nice gesture. I it was also a nice wrote gesture. that in my I also wrote that in my notes that it was a nice gesture. He could have he could have just said congratulations, great race. Like if you need anything, let me know. And then he could have just hung up the phone. Right. But he, so I think they both, on both ends, Senator Manchin and Paula Jean, they both handled themselves with class and dignity. Yes. So say what you will about West Virginians. You guys are classy. They're classy. Those two, class acts. So, um, so now we head to Missouri's first district. Um, we're going to run through the can- candidates. Boom, boom. Cori Bush loses. But, hey, spoiler alert, you guys fear not. She comes back to win in August of 2020. Yeah. Um, and is a self-proclaimed unbought and unbossed uh, congresswoman. So take that. Heck yeah. So take that, Lacey Clay. Forget it. So she might have lost in the documentary, but she comes back to win and she's repping well. Big, big picture. Big picture. Yeah, big picture, everybody. So um, now and then we're to Nevada and Amy's campaign. And, you know, they're doing a watch party in Unfortunately, Amy loses as well, um, and she's thanking her campaign and really, really thanking her campaign manager who's, like, put it all out there for her. Mm-hmm. And then they show Amy on the phone with AOC, and AOC's telling her, she said, for just for one of us to win, a hundred of us have to try. And yeah. that just kind of gave me chills. I was like, you know what? That's kind of AOC's, like, mantra for life. Remember when she was talking to her niece and saying for you every the, the 10, 20 to 1? Yeah. So she's like a hundred to one for for Congress. Like you have to, a hundred people have to push hard in all different districts across the country, uh, newcomers to to make a just a modicum of change. Um, so now it's June of 2018. It's five days to the New York primary, but in in New York, in this district, it's an 85 percent Democratic district. So whoever wins the primary essentially wins the whole race, right? Mm-hmm. So it's five days until that date. So they're going to have um, now they're going to have an in-person debate, like live and in-person, not just on TV. So girl is holding him to account. <laughs> what did you think about that? Yeah, um, I thought I saw a big. Did not uh, hmm, hmm, maybe not a big difference. I saw a difference, noticeable difference between her and the television debate and her and the in-person debate. Okay. Um, I I feel like part of that might have just been like the crowd, you know, being able to feed off that energy a little bit when you're in mm-hmm. a quiet tell compared to being in a quiet television studio. Um, mm-hmm. But also, I think it's because, you know, she's learned a lot. Um, I don't know how we don't know exactly how long it was in between the television debate and the in-person debate. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I definitely felt like you could 
her her confidence that she gained that time was tangible. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. So I agree with you. 100% I agree with you. She puts him in his place and is holding him straight to account about several things, several issues and inaccurate statements he was making. Mm-hmm. And for lack of anything else to say to her, he he puts her, he turns to her and kind of does this thing where he, it's almost like he, um, I don't know, I kind of felt like it was a mind game. He he talked to her inexperience. He said, you have a lot of passion. It's almost like, aw, that's so cute. It was a backhanded so compliment. It was a backhanded huh? compliment. Backhanded compliment. Yes. He's like, aw, your, your passion is so cute. It can only be kept up for so long, though. And, um, you know, kind of that kind of thing. And then it's like the only card he has. And it makes her question. It, it, it was, I felt like it was visible. Like you see mm-hmm. her sit down and kind of cross herself and hold herself a little bit more straight and dignified. Because she was kind of playing to the crowd, like you were saying, like feeding off their energy, which is, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. She was doing a great job. But whenever he says that. It's clear that you have a lot of passion. It was almost like young lady, but I'm the experienced one in the room. Again, yes, going back to the little head, head Pat. Right, yes. and it looked to me like it made her question herself a little bit, and she kind of sat down and kind of tucked herself in and tried to um, hold herself a little differently. Yeah, yeah, I see where you're coming from with that. Um, I think she did a good job, though, uh, playing again. The whole point she's been harping on is, like, he's not a New Yorker. Like, he doesn't right. live actively in the Bronx. He lives in Virginia. Right. He right. Li- you know, his kids go to school in Virginia. You know, he's not he's not a part of their community. Right. And I think at the end of the day, that was kind of the biggest, the biggest point. Was, that was key. Yeah, but was it going to be enough to unseat him, given that he had lived, he had been in office for fourteen years? Yeah. So, it's voting day, and that posture that she had at the end of the debate kind of followed her into voting day. I thought, you know, she it was just quiet. You know, mm-hmm. she's walking out to go vote herself. It was just a very, it was almost like a somber, respectful posture. She's walking. Um, she's just very kind. You know, she's very, very kind to all the poll workers and giving hugs and thanking them for showing up. There is not an ounce of arrogance about her. Mm-hmm. Not one, That's the other thing I really, really, really love about her is that she's not one tiny little bit arrogant. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the difference also, If we, back to what we were talking about earlier, about like career politicians. And I mean, time will tell if she develops anything like that over the years, but at least in this, it was just so refreshing to see somebody who's just a person running for office and is so genuinely kind to everybody. Um, and then the next scene we see, she's riding in a car after dark and like her phone's blowing up and she's getting all these texts and people are checking in. And it's just, can you imagine the stress of that? Can you imagine? Yeah. Oh man, I would, I would be sick. I would I would be sick if that was me. Yeah. 
I would be too. Just the, I would just be nauseous and worried. Yeah. And so then she's with Riley and they're walking down the sidewalk. Okay. This is my favorite part. This is just like, <laughs> this is it. This is the culminating. So they're walking down the street and her watch party is in this building and they're kind of meandering down and she's like almost like too nervous to go in, can't go in. And then she's like, she's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And she just starts running like a child, like a little tiny girl. She's just so dainty, and she's, like, almost running sideways, you know, like your dog does when your dog gets excited and starts running sideways. <laughs> she yeah. looks like a little AOC sideways running dog. And just freaking adorable, giddy, um, freaking out because she can see through the windows that they are forecasting her to take it. Like, her pictures, mm-hmm. and, like, she's ahead. She's, like, pulling ahead, and they're forecasting that she's going to win. And um, and somebody tries to block her from getting in, like the bouncer or whatever. The door, and she's like, no, yeah. no, no, that's me. That's, that's me, me on the poster. And he goes, oh, shoot, that is you. Come on in. Yeah. <laughs> Snap. Oh, and, yeah, and then this reporter, good. like, grabs her. And, and they say, how are you feeling? Can you put it into words? And she goes, nope. nope. <laughs> <laughs> so stinking cute. Nope. And all of a sudden, her campaign, everybody's all over. They're like, do you want to take calls? People are calling. Do you want to take calls? Do you want to answer reporters? Do you want to She's like, no, no, no. I got to wait till tomorrow. 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 Yeah. I mean, it was just too much. And that scene is the best. This is what you guys, this is where I'm crying. This is the part where Renee Steele just like freaking loses it. I'm just, just, even the first time I watched it, my husband came in the room and he's like, are you crying? <laughs> are, girl, are you crying? I'm like, oh my gosh. He goes, are you crying about AOC? <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, it is a little bizarro when you're like, your husband walks in, notices what you're watching. Yeah, yeah. AOC's on the TV, and I'm crying about it. What of it? Mind your business. Can't you can't explain it, but you know. So, five days later, they are in D.C. AOC and Riley, her husband, her boyfriend, they're in D.C. Just dreaming, like kind of whimsically looking. At the Capitol, and she tells a story about how she went on a road trip with her dad when she was little, and they went to D.C., and he said, you know what, um, all this stuff, and he points to the Washington Monument and the Capitol, and he said, all this stuff belongs to us, so all of this is yours, and I mean, I'm getting chills just talking about it. I mean, that's yeah. the sweetest thing a daddy can say to his child to make her feel the weight of her, of her citizenship and of being an American, right? Sure. I thought it was so yeah. sweet. 100%. And just the value of, I don't know, I just thought it was a very patriotic thing to say. Yeah. To, to value where you are and being an American and what that looks like. So, um, and the last thing her dad ever said to her was, make me proud, I guess, like before he passed. And she's like, I think I've done that. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh, like, oof. oh, yeah. oh, for sure. So, and off she goes, off she goes. The end. The end. I mean, yeah. it was something. It was amazing. Yeah. It's all in all great documentary. Again, like I say, first off, just as a human being, like seeing, all these all these different women um 
who are just regular folks, Mm -hmm. you know, do something as crazy as run for Congress in the most powerful nation in the world. Um, You know, sky's the limit, ladies, you know. And gents. And gents. All y'all. And gents. All y'all. All All y'all that are, that are. Unrelated to politics, yeah. not part of the not part of the political machine. As I said in last week's episode, the bar is low right now. <laughs> like it's an all time low. And, and this so is what frightens me. This is what frightens me is that even in just like local government, in like school boards and um, you know health officials, you know that kind yeah. of those kinds of positions. Um, Elections officials, those types of seats that are volunteer positions that people don't get paid for. If we don't have sound, reasonable folks that are going and not trying to be like crazy partisan about things, um, just use your use the good sense God gave you. And if you have a heart for civil service to get out there and and play a role in that. And if you've got a strong backbone, same, same, you know, same, because same. these are some tumultuous times we live in, Clay. Yes, very tumultuous. But I'm fearful that um, that the good people that have been out there doing those jobs are like, shoot, I've had enough of this. I don't need to be threatened. I'm out. Yeah, 100 percent. Yeah, I think I think that's very valid. Um, but again, like as, as I've said before on the uh, podcast, I got a lot of hope. Because uh, you know these young bucks coming up, um, yeah. their their uh, tolerance for for bullshit is uh, mm-hmm. not very high, and so I, I like feel that. what, what I like say? that. Yeah, yeah, I like it. So I I think it's awesome. Um, I'm I'm hopeful for the future. You know, a little little dark, little little cloudy, kind of coming out of the eye of the storm, right? politically at this moment but mm-hmm. i think i think it's uh i think it's maybe hopefully headed in the right direction the future's so, looking bright the future's looking bright yeah you give me hope thank you so much anytime i don't all day every uh, day you give I'm, me hope i'm not gonna uh you ain't gonna see me out here uh get involved in government at all but uh i'm glad that i give you you a hope you, you, and, you know, behind the scenes. You know, behind just, the scenes. Just being being a good person, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I try to. Not always, but you know, it is what it is. But just sprinkle sprinkle funny seeds around. Sprinkle fun <laughs> Yeah, do that. That's that's some sound advice. <laughs> Anyways, all, all right, that guys. to say, this has been another episode of the Andy and Clay Show. Please give us a like, give us a positive review on whatever medium you are listening to this on. Um, if you got any uh, documentaries you want us to watch in the future, if you got any people you want us to interview in the future, please let us know. Give us a holler. Um, we'd love to connect with you guys. Instagram, Facebook. Choose the email. Yeah. What's the email address, Auntie? It's the Aunt Nan Clay Show. There we go. At, at gmail.com. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. Holler at us. You got, you got anything? You want I got nothing. Offer? All right. Well, we, we love want, you. We love you. God, God loves, loves you. you. Have a great day, guys. Peace, guys. <laughs>